And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. You know, this week as I sat to gather information for this Sunday's sermon, as usual, I began heading in the direction of preparing a defense for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I felt the Holy Spirit telling me that for the last 11 years, you've preached on defending the resurrection. The resurrection doesn't need to be defended. <laughs> oh, I heard that loud and clear. He said the resurrection doesn't need to be defended. Jesus is alive and well. He's risen. Amen. And so for the next 40, 45 minutes, I want to spend some time just talking about why we as Christians should believe in the resurrection and what does the resurrection mean to us. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And so today, I, I just want to read, that's not my main text, but Matthew chapter 28, verse 5 and 6. It's Matthew 28 records the morning Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. And the Bible said while they were on their way to the tomb, amen, they had a conversation. That's not recorded in Matthew 28. It's recorded in Mark chapter 16. And the conversation they had was, who will roll the stone away? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many of you would agree there are stones in life? Glory be to Jesus. Stones, one stone after another. But I came here this morning to tell you, don't you worry about the stone. Keep moving forward. Yes. <laughs> hey God, don't you worry about the stones. The devil will always put stones in your path. Glory be to Jesus. The devil thought he had got cornered. He had a stone in front of the tomb. He had the Roman seal across the stone. He had four soldiers in front the grave. And what we are not told is that behind that stone was every demon in hell. Preventing an attempt to prevent the risen Christ. But the Bible says all that had to do was command two angels. Just go down there and sit on the stone. <laughs> Every demon in hell was pushing against that stone. Trying to defy the resurrection. Mm, glory be to Jesus. And the Bible says in Matthew 28 verse 5. And the angel answered and said unto the women. Fear not. For I know that you seek Jesus which is crucified. Uh huh. He is not here. The crucified one you are seeking is not here. He said, for his reason, come see the place where whom the Lord laid. He didn't say Jesus. <laughs> hey God, where the Lord laid. The almighty God laid. And so this morning I'm not here. <laughs> defending the resurrection. You know, the saints in Corinth had a problem with embracing the truths of the resurrection. And Paul said to them in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 and 9, I just want to read to you what Paul said to them. They were having challenges. Today, people are still questioning the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes, somewhere, somehow feel that we have to defend the resurrection. No, this is what Paul said to the saints in Corinth. He said in verse 5, for I have, verse 3, sorry, 
First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 3. He said, for I delivered unto you, first of all, all that which I also received. How that Christ died for who? For our sins. Christ did not die for his sins. <laughs> oh, glory be to you. He said, for Christ died for what? Our sins, according to? According means as predicted, as foretold, as prophesied. And he's using the scripture as his authority. Because scripture is final authority. Can I get a little voice here please? I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm screaming. Glory be to God. <clears throat> Bless God. So, so, so scripture is what? Final authority. He's not saying Christ rose according to the Pharisees or the Sadducees. No, 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 no. Christ rose according to the scriptures. In other words, the authority upon which the resurrection of Jesus Christ is based is the scripture. Amen. And since all scripture was given by the inspiration of God. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. All scripture was God breathed. All scripture came from God. I think Titus chapter 1 verse 2 says God cannot lie. <laughs> so that is why he's using the scripture as his authority to communicate the truth of the resurrection. He said it's according to the scripture. Too loud please. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. According to the scripture, Christ died. Mm -hmm. He continues. He continues. In verse 4. And he was buried and he rose again the third day according to what? He's still using the scripture as final authority. He continues verse 5. And after he rose from the dead, he was seen of whom? Cephas. Cephas is whom? Peter. Peter. Then he moved in verse 6. He said, and after that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once. Uh-huh. And of whom the greater part remained today. Most of the people who saw Jesus, they were alive at the time the gospel, this, this uh, um, book was written. He said in verse 7, and after that he was seen of James. James is Jesus' brother. When Jesus died, James, Jesus' brother, became a Christian. He lived with Jesus. He saw Jesus. And he, he said, this Jesus, this brother of mine was for real. And he became a cornerstone in the church. The Bible said he was seen of James. If his brother saw him, then he arose from the dead. Now that satisfied it for me right here. His brother. Anybody who would know you best would be your brother. He saw his brother. And verse 8 says, and at last he was seen of me. So Paul said he was seen by Peter. He was seen by 500 brothers at once. He was seen of James. Amen. And he was seen, of, he was seen by the 12 apostles. And then he was seen by me. Amen. That should settle it for the church. Mm -hmm. Acts chapter 1 tells us, verse 3, Jesus showed his, himself to his disciples because he wanted to provide, glory be to Jesus, he wanted to provide infallible proofs. He showed himself to his disciples because he wanted to provide what? Undeniable proof. He hung around 40 days. Mm -hmm. 10 days after his resurrection, the church began. 10 days. The church began, Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came. 40 days after his resurrection, he stayed on earth. 
He didn't prove himself to Pilate. He didn't appear to Pilate. No, 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 no. You see, Jesus is not about proving himself to people. He wanted to ensure his believers were grounded in the truth of the resurrection. And so he appeared to his believer, his, uh, his, um, his disciples. Amen. And so Paul communicated that truth to the saints in Corinth. Since everybody laid eyes on all the apostles laid eyes on Jesus. All the apostles, not only did they lay eyes on Jesus, but every one of them sustained a horrible, a hostile death. Every one of them. All they had to do, now listen carefully. All they had to do to save themselves was to stop preaching that Jesus is alive. That's all they have to do. They all refused to deny that Jesus was alive. They would rather die. Amen than deny that they had laid eyes on the resurrected Jesus. James was beheaded in Jerusalem. Philip was hanged like a thief. Bartholomew was whipped and beaten until death because he would not deny Jesus Christ. Thomas was run over with a sword. Mm -hmm. Matthew was beheaded with a sword. Peter was crucified upside down. I don't know about you brothers and sisters. I'm not going to be. I do not know anybody who will allow themselves to be crucified upside down for a lie. Well, let me say that again. Oh, you know how we are. You can only hold a conspiracy so long. When the punishment comes, somebody's going to roll over. <laughs> oh, somebody's going to tell the truth. But not, not one of them denied Jesus. John, the apostle, was submitted in hot oil. I don't know about you. I know very few people who will allow themselves to be immersed in hot oil. For a lie. For a lie. And the Bible says because John had a word from the Lord. They immersed him in hot oil. The oil would not touch him. He came right back up. And then they said, uh, Domitian, who was the emperor at Rome at the time, he said, you know, we can't do anything with that man. Let's banish him to Patmos. He went to the Isle of Patmos and got the book of Revelation. <laughs> uh, he couldn't die because Jesus on the cross looked at John and said, Son, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. He said, I'm leaving and as firstborn, I'm going to put my mother in the hands of John. John had a word from the Lord and he couldn't die. <laughs> hey God, he had to fulfill the word. It doesn't matter what you try, John wouldn't die. Because John had the responsibility of taking care of Mary. Yes sir. And Jesus wanted his mother to be taken care of real well. He knew John would do it. And the Bible, well, not the Bible, uh, Josephus records that John, Josephus was a secular historian. He wasn't a Christian, but he was just, he, he just recorded a lot of things about the church. And Josephus said that when John came from Patmos, he and Mary attended Timothy's church in Ephesus. Little Tim Tim was their pastor. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Can somebody say he's alive? He's alive and well. Yeah, you know, when I was a child growing up in church, the old folks used to sing a song that goes like this. I serve a risen savior who's in the world today. I know that he's living 
no matter what they say. I feel his hand of mercy and I hear his voice of cheer. And every time I need him, he's always near. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me. Can I get a witness? He talks with me. Can I get a witness? A long life's narrow way. He lives. He lives. Salvation to import. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. <laughs> Do I have a witness out there? He lives. He lives within my heart. Oh God, I give you praise. I give you glory. You asked me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Hallelujah. You see, I know how I was before he met me. Ah, glory be to Jesus. I knew how I was before he met me. The old folks used to say, we had a case of the I can't help it. It's a case. I, I'm getting. I'll, I'll explain what the I can't help it. It's a case. Uh, uh, it means the things I didn't want to do. I didn't have the power not to do it. It's called the case of can't help it. <laughs> yeah, you you just can't, yeah can't help it. But they called it can't help it. <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus you know I'm talking about brothers and sisters Paul said it the things I don't want to do I do them because I have a case of I can't help it <laughs> the sin I don't want to commit that's the sin I commit that's how I was before Jesus but when he came into my life the power of sin was broken Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. No longer the devil can come into my life. Anyway, anyhow, anytime. No, 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 no. I have a name. And that's the name of Jesus. I've got power. Oh, glory be to Jesus. I no longer have the case of I can't help it. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. This is what Paul said in Romans chapter 7. Can you go quickly to Romans 7 verse 8 to 19. Hallelujah. Paul said, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Yes. For to will is present. You see, I want to do the right thing. He's talking about the war that's in him. Uh-huh. Glory be to Jesus. I want to do the right thing. He said, for to me, for to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. I got the case of, can't help it. <laughs> Ooh, glory be to Verse 24, verse 24 says, uh, verse 19, sorry, verse 19. Verse 19 says, for the good that I would not do, I do not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil, which I would not, that I do. <laughs> oh, glory be. How many of you can identify with that fight? Yeah, that fight that's going on. But there is hope because he is risen. <laughs> Paul has the answer. It's in verse 24 and 25. Verse 24 says, he said, Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? 
He didn't say body of sin. No. I'm getting somewhere. He didn't say body of sin. Body of sin and body of death is two different things. He said body of death and he's talking about a mindset. A mindset. Oh glory be to God. He's talking about. There is. We. And hear me very carefully saints. We have been immersed in a culture. That teaches us to bring ourselves down. Right. Not only that. Our past. Is haunting us. And that weight. That guilt. Paul said who is going to deliver me. From that guilt and that weight, that old mindset, it is called a stronghold. Who's going to help me overcome it and break it? He said in verse 25, I thank God. <laughs> I thank God. Through whom? I tell you, his reason is alive. <laughs> hey God, we give you praise. His reason, he's alive. He said, our only hope is through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Ah. Brothers and sisters, you hear me very carefully. As I said, I know that he lives because I had a case of can't help it. But now, brothers and sisters, I'm born again. No one could help me but Jesus. That's why I said he lives. He lives within my heart. I'm no longer a slave to sin. No longer. You get what I'm saying? I'm no longer a slave to sin. I can cast down imaginations and every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Are you get what I'm saying? Glory be to Jesus. In him I live, move and have my being. I can call for help when I need help. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Yes, he's a very present help in time of need because he's not in the grave. He's reason. Oh, glory be to Jesus. He's reason. He's alive and well. And so what I want to do, I want to take some time to explain how the benefit, explain how the resurrection benefit us as Christians. For some, I have never taught this, brothers and sisters, and you hear me very carefully. No, I've lived it. It's been, it's part of my lifestyle, but I've never really taught it necessarily. Amen? So what I want to do, I want to go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. We want to look at verse uh, 4 and 5. Amen? And then I want to walk down and show you, brothers and sisters, how the resurrection benefits everyone and every one of us. His reason? From the dead. Glory be to God. Isaiah 55 verse 53 says, Surely. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Isaiah is prophesying the resurrection. He said, Surely he hath borne our grief. Whose grief he borne? <laughs> hey God, we thank you. And carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God. We said he's paying for his sins. The people who saw Jesus crucified, they said he's paying for his sins and God is afflicting him. Oh, they didn't know it was for us. It was for them. Verse 5 reads, but he was wounded. <laughs> for what? Our transgressions. Not his transgressions. Anybody thank God for Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, you are, we are healed. And I want to walk down these particular verses and show us how the resurrection benefits us. Amen. The Bible says he borne our griefs. Jesus didn't suffer any sorrow or grief for his own sins. I want to make that clear. It wasn't because he was a sinner. No, 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 no. He did it for you and I. Everything he did was substitutionary. We are the ones who should have been on the cross. But he took our place on the cross. He paid a debt. He did not owe. I owed a debt. I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins. I needed someone to stand in the gap. Because I was dead in trespasses and sins. Oh, thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. I know he lives. He lives in my heart. You ask me how I know he lives. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 8 verse 17 is Isaiah 53 verse 4 and 5. I want you to look at Matthew, Matthew 8, 17. Let's go to Matthew chapter 8 and let's look at 16 and 17. Because what the Holy Spirit did on that inspiration, uh, on his inspiration using Matthew, he used Matthew to elaborate on Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5. This is what verse 16 says about Jesus. When evening was come, this is before that Jesus healed Peter's mother. News went around town. There's a healer in town. In less than two minutes, the house was packed. The village, the, the, everybody in the village who was sick was in line. And the Bible says, can, verse, verse, six, verse 16 please. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word. Yes, he, did. he didn't ask them, what's your name? <laughs> I, I don't want to elaborate on that. There are people asking demons, what's your name? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Anyhow, let's move on. And healed, and healed who? Oh! That was sick. He sat on a stone. And healed everybody in that village. Let's see why he did it. Verse 17 says, That it might be what? Fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah, we just read what Isaiah said. Isaiah said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Just, it's, right here, it's right here. Now notice what Matthew did. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Saying himself took our. No, 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 notice clearly what the Holy Spirit is telling you right here. Amen. Himself took our infirmities and bear our sicknesses. Matthew on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Substituted the words infirmities and sickness for griefs and sorrows. I'm trying to show you what God is doing. 
Because I need you to understand the benefits of the resurrection. So what he did in Isaiah used griefs and sorrows. Matthew is using infirmities and what? Sicknesses. Uh-huh. The word our grief, the word grief in the Hebrew means malady, anxiety. So infirmities mean that. Because that's what the Holy Spirit substituted. Are you with me? Infirmities, just infirmities. Maladies, anxieties, calamity. Calamity means misfortunes and tragedies and disaster. Jesus died for that. He died for the power to overcome misfortunes and tragedies and sicknesses and disease. In a while I'm going through everywhere he spelled blood because he spelled blood in his arms he spelled blood in his head his back his back was like a plowed field i'm talking about blood and blood and blood and brothers and sisters there's a reason why jesus spelt or shed shed is a better word shed so much blood and i need you to understand that brothers and sisters it'll help as we move along life's narrow way <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. So, so, so here we are. We said griefs means malady, anxiety, and calamity. Sorrows, which is what Matthew, uh, Matthew translated as sicknesses. Sorrows means anguish and pain, affliction. That's what Jesus died to provide the power to overcome pain and sorrows and anguish. An affliction he was wounded the word wounded mean he was polluted and profane and defiled and broken for our transgressions transgressions means our rebellion and our sin and our trespasses he was bruised the word bruised means to crush he was crushed broken and crumbled for our iniquities iniquities are sins you and I have but nobody else can see them <laughs> it is stuff that's going through our mind about people nobody can see. And while you're going through our mind, you're smiling. <laughs> are you getting that's what iniquities mean? One translation said iniquities are sins you haven't even committed. Haven't even committed. He was chastised for our peace. Chastised means punished. For our peace. For what? Our peace. Our peace. Rest. The Bible says in Psalm 711, God is angry with the wicked all day. Move over New Testament. Luke chapter 1, 2, sorry, Luke 2, 14. The angel said to the shepherds, goodwill, peace from God. Old Testament, God is angry. With the wicked New Testament, God is saying peace, goodwill towards men. Hallelujah. Why? Because Jesus rose from the dead. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. He was wounded. He got a beating, brothers and sisters. He got a beating undeserved. I think it's Isaiah chapter 52. Uh, don't turn there. Verse 13 or 14 said, he was disfigured. He was beaten so bad, he was disfigured. You got to see it. it the, the word is marred. M-A-R-R-E-D. Marred, disfigured more than any man. Can, can, can you go to, I think it's in Isaiah 52, verse 12, 13, or 14. I need you to see that while I bring it to a close. 
Do you have it, Isaiah 52? The word mod. There is a verse with the word mod. M-A-R-R-E-D. You got it? 14, verse 14, yes. You got it, brothers? Yeah. Isaiah 52, 14. As many were astonished at him, his face was what? Mud. His face was mud means disfigured. More than any man. And his form more than the sons of men. Jesus was beaten. Now, now, now let me tell you why I think Jesus' face was disfigured and his body more than any human being. Two, because of the Roman brutality. One, one commentator said his back looked like a scorched house. Another said his back looked like a plowed field. But I think not only was he beaten, but every sickness and disease and infirmity went in his body. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, he who knew no sin became sin. <laughs> he became sin. <laughs> so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. He, he didn't just acquaint himself with sin. He became sin. That's why God turned his face from his son. Because he became sin. Every sickness, every disease, every infirmity went into Jesus' body. And the Bible says because of that he was disfigured. He shed a lot of blood. A lot of blood. You see the life is in the blood. Leviticus chapter 17, 11 says the life is in the blood. Hebrews 9, 8, 18 says, you don't have to turn there. It says that every covenant was ratified with blood. <laughs> oh, because what he was doing, he was ratifying a covenant. Mm -hmm. The old covenant ratified with the blood of bulls and goats. New Testament ratified with the blood of Jesus. That's why we have a better covenant based on better promises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews 8:6, a more superior covenant based on better promises, brothers and sisters. He was wounded, beaten bloody. Why was he beaten bloody? The Bible tells us he was beaten bloody for you and I. The very first thing they did to Jesus, you hear me saints, the very first thing they did to Jesus, I want to bring to your attention, oh God help me, I have it somewhere in my notes, I think I skipped, but that's alright, I'll get it. The very first thing they did was to beat his back, they plowed his back, blood came out, mm? they didn't plow his back because... He, it was his because he sinned they plowed his back for you and I because Isaiah said he was wounded for our transgressions he bore our griefs so he died he, his back had to be beaten for back pain for spinal cord injury if you have a back pain and a spinal cord injury it went into Jesus's body so my question to you is why are you tolerating back pain Spinal cord injury, slip disc, because every one of it went into Jesus' body. How we know that? There was blood shed, part of that covenant. Not only did they beat his back really bad, they also nailed his feet. Mm -hmm. When they nailed his feet, the blood came out. Mm -hmm. They nailed his feet because we have a lack of foot problems. <laughs> ah, glory be to Jesus. We got a lot of food problems, bad knees, 
right ankles. I'm trying to get I'm trying to talk about the benefits of the resurrection. Many folks walking around with bad knees and bad ankles, not knowing that Jesus took your bad knees and your bad ankles. In, Now, I thank God for a knee replacement uh, surgery. I thank God for that. But brothers and sisters, you need to know that Jesus took away your bad knees. The Bible says when Israelites left, when they left Egypt, the Bible says the night they took the Passover, all bad knees were healed. You had 85, 86, 80 years old, all of a sudden their knees were healed because they had to walk through the wilderness. And God said, I'm going to ensure I strengthen my people for the journey. How many of you need strength for this journey of life? Yes, 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 yes. And brothers and sisters, Christ took it for you. He took the beating for you. Mm -hmm. We have pain in our ankles. We have pain in our thighs and pain in our knees. Are you with me? You talk to your knee and tell your knee, Jesus took you for me. You have to go in Jesus' name. Oh, glory. Now, now I know it's not preached a lot in churches, but brothers and sisters, it's in the word. And I got to teach the word. I got to stand before God for what I teach, not you. Not only did they nail his feet, they also nailed his hands. Mm, they nailed his hands because sometimes we got problems in our hands. Anybody heard of arthritis? Anybody heard of couple tunnel syndrome? If there is a tunnel in your hands. <laughs> oh, glory be to I'm not making fun. Are you with me? But I'm telling you, sometimes we get paralysis. Are you with me? Hand paralysis. Brothers and sisters, you don't have to deal with hand paralysis. No, no, let me say that. Let, let me say that. Let me, let me say that now. Uh, you know, when I speak like that, don't you think I'm saying there's no need for medical practitioners? Okay? I'm saying do what you have to do on a physical level. But don't you forget what Jesus did for you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't you forget what Jesus did for you. He was nailed on the cross and blood came out. Everywhere blood came out, it was to sign a covenant for health in these areas. That is why we need to talk about the benefits of the resurrection. It is not popular today, but we need to know that. We need to know that when they placed Jesus' hands together and that nail went through his hands. Are you with me? On both sides of the cross. It was for you and I. Blood came out. The covenant of health was ratified. For arthritis. So talk to your hands. Are you with me? Tell your hands. Jesus took you. What are you doing in me? Glory be to Jesus. Now take your medication if you want to. I'm just telling you. Let, let, let me share. Can I share this with you brothers and sisters? Can I share something with you? I said it every time. Pills cannot touch your spirit. They touch your flesh. And the power comes from your spirit. I'm not telling you don't take your pills. You hear me? Sometimes brothers and sisters you hear me. I'm not telling you do not take your prescription pills. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? I am saying, take it, but don't forget what Jesus did for you. All right. Glory be to Jesus. What else did they do to him? They placed the crown of thorns on his head. Glory be to Jesus. What did they do? Put a crown of thorns on his head and the blood begin to come, begin to pour on his face. Why did they put a crown of thorns on his head? It's because sometimes we got head problems. Yeah, yeah. We, we, sometimes we got what? Head problems. We, we got migraines, head injuries, uh, uh, and we get mental illness. Well, 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 well. I know, it's, I know it's not popular, but that's okay. That's okay. But I'm going to teach it anyhow. Because this has kept me safe all these years. Mental illness. Very prevalent, especially after COVID. Mm -hmm. and, and it has slipped into the church like it's something normal. It is not normal. Are you getting what I'm Let me say it again. It has crept its way into the church and widely embraced. I am not criticizing anybody. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Since? But we need to know what Jesus did for us. We need to be acquainted with the benefits of the resurrection. Everywhere blood was shed was to ratify a covenant in that area. Oh God, I give you praise. So we have confused minds. Blood was shed for confused minds. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 7 verse 9, don't turn there. God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of what? Power, love, and earth. Because blood was shed for your sound mind. Glory be to God. I got more, I got more, I got one more, I got one more. And lastly, they took a spear. And thrust the spear through his side. And the spear pierced through his side, went through his torso, and pierced his heart. And blood was shed in his entire body. Blood was shed over all his vital organs. Because sometimes we got issues with our vital organs. And he needed that blood to be shed so that the kidneys could be alright. So Abbasando, so that the lungs could be all right. <laughs> hey God, I give you praise. So that your stomach would be all right. No colon cancer, the devil is alive. Are you getting what I'm saying? He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Oh God, I give thee praise. Hallelujah. He borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He carried every sickness, every disease, every infirmity in his body. Mm -hmm. And so brothers and sisters, today I came to tell you. Don't settle for what the world is telling you. You settle for the benefits of the resurrection. You settle for the benefits of the resurrection. Your head. Jesus died to take care of problems in your head. Amen. You know the head has problems. The eyes there. The eyes in your head. The nose is in your head. The mouth is there. The ear is there. But what we can see is confused thoughts. 
Ah, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. And so we need to apply the blood. Have you heard the word plead the blood? Yeah, the blood was pled in these areas. And so now you and I have to say what Jesus did for us. Yes, hallelujah. That's what we got to do. We got to tell ourselves, hey, 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 no. Jesus died. A crown was placed on his head. Blood went through his head so my head could be okay. Take every sickness, every disease, every infirmity. I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says, verse 4, 5. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing into captivity every thought the problem we have is wild thoughts bad thoughts are you with me bad thoughts and they mess up our mind because we we, we you, you hang on a thought and as you think of that thought, it brings down your body. It's called weight and grief and sorrow. It's just because you're thinking the wrong thing. Philippians chapter 4 tells us, for, chapter 4 verse 7, and it tells us to think on these things. Watch the things that are just. Watch the, you know the scripture. If there be any virtue, virtue is power for healing. Think on these things and you will not be depressed come on now that's what i'm talking about yeah, yeah that's what depression comes the thoughts thoughts take you down yes. tell your thought on your mind jesus died that's a good point those of you who were there in our marriage session yesterday sometimes you just got to say stop it that's it stop it thoughts stop it in Jesus' name thoughts that's what you stop it and I promise you it'll stop it'll stop now your mind might you know hold on because it's new but for those of us who know about this it leaves immediately right away I'm saying just try it sometimes. You see the church has bought into something. Amen. That, that is not totally biblically true. And so we have to come back now and teach the truth. Brothers and sisters. Jesus bled so all your vital organs can be in order. <laughs> your heart could be in order. I get one. No, I, I understand sometimes uh, uh, in hearts there are uh, uh, st stains. Stins in hearts. They put it in to help the heart. Mm -hmm. Tell your heart. Tell your heart. Jesus died so you can be a good heart. Every morning I tell my heart, you're a good heart. Yeah, you're a good heart. You're going to last me a long time. Every morning I tell my heart that. Yes, glory be to Jesus. Amen. You'll be there 120. You'll be beating all right for 120. Because Jesus died so you can beat that long. <laughs> yeah. And if there are any elements in my heart, it's going to be healed in Jesus' name. Oh yeah, Jesus' blood was shed for that saints. Oh, anybody love the Lord? Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And brothers and sisters, finally, finally, can I say finally? finally. I feel a Baptist preach. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> oh my my he was bruised for my transgression <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> hey glory be to God hallelujah <laughs> and finally finally <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Glory be to Jesus. Yes. God looked down from heaven uh-huh. and saw his son yes. covered with the sins of the world. Oh God, I give you praise. Yes. Hallelujah. How many of you thank God for Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh my God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Covered with addiction. Covered with murder. Covered with lies. Covered with adultery. Covered with fornication. (laughs) I was going through Romans to enumerate some of the sins. Do you have time? So I could enumerate some of the sins God saw on Jesus when you look down from heaven. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 1 verse 28. Some people are filled with unrighteousness. God saw that. God saw fornication. He saw wickedness. He saw covetousness. Maliciousness. Murder. Debate. Deceit. Malignity. Whisperers. He saw backbiting. He saw haters of God. He saw despair. His son covered with the sins of the world. And God looked at his son. And because Habakkuk said God has holy eyes. God cannot look at sin. God turned his back on his son. And Jesus cried, Eli, Eli. The master back the knee. My God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? My God. <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus why have you what forsaken me and then he said it is finished <laughs> hallelujah it is finished he said what it is finished the covenant has been ratified the salvation package is now available Hallelujah. I have restored the power back to men. I have taken humanity under the power of the devil. And then now has a choice to be sinful or not. I came to make a way where there is no way. It is finished. (laughs) I came to make somebody out of nobodies. It is finished. (laughs) Hey God I give you praise. I came to build a highway. It is finished. I came to fulfill prophecy. It is finished. I came to show folk they can be healed. It is finished. Oh God, I give you praise. I give you glory. Glory be to Jesus. It is what? It is finished. It is finished. Buried he was. Placed his body in the grave. He went down and preached. (laughs) He was still at work. Preached to the spirits of men. 
he wasn't preaching the word preachers to announce he went down and said I got the keys of death and hell he rose up in Matthew 28 and he said all power, all power. <laughs> hey God I give you praise all power is given to me in heaven and on earth now, now that word power is not dunamis. That word power is exousia. You see dunamis is to have power in one jurisdiction. Exousia is to have power everywhere. Hey God, I give you praise. <laughs> I just stopped by to tell you since keep moving forward. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.